capturing images of people across China, exploring its ever-changing lifestyles and feeling the heartbeat of its villages, towns and cities. This is Selfie. This is Selfie. Giving you real-life stories in China. 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 Hello and welcome to this edition of Selfie. I'm your host, Tony Reed. The burning Amazon forest fires in South America have caused global concerns over damage to the all-important tropical ecological system. The fires serve as another warning that mankind across the globe faces a mounting challenge to preserve the natural environment and combat climate change. Here in China, this challenge is being met with increasing efforts by both the public and private sectors to plant hectare after hectare of trees across the vast land. In its southernmost island province of Hainan, local people are doing all they can to expand what they call the forest at sea mangrove trees growing in the intertidal zones. But what are mangrove trees? And why are the locals choosing to increase the number of such trees? Let's follow Wujia to the city of Sanya to find out. About 3,000 kilometers to the south of Beijing, Sanya has everything you can imagine about a tropical life. The scorching sun, fresh sea breezes, lush greenery, and coconut tree-lined streets. These features have made Sanya at the southern tip of Hainan province a tourist paradise. But we come here not to wander along its streets or relax on its beaches. It's a particular kind of trees locals proudly call as the forest at sea that has drawn us here. For men not living in the tropics, it's hard to imagine how and what kind of trees can grow out of the sea. Tao Lieping, head of the Sanya Wildlife Protection Center, has all the answers. Tao, in his 50s, tells us that the trees only grow in subtropical and tropical regions and are very picky in terms of choosing their living environment. The mangrove trees grow in shoals. They need tidal sea water as well as a supply of fresh water. Like human beings, mangrove trees can't survive if they are immersed in sea water 24 hours a day. They need fresh water to take away some of the silt and reduce the salinity to grow better. Tao says many mangrove forests can be recognized by their dense tangle of prop roots, which make them appear to be standing on stilts above the water. The term mangrove does not signify one specific species, but is used to identify several species of salt-tolerant trees that thrive in the harsh growing conditions of coastal areas. All of these trees grow in areas with low oxygen soil, where slow-moving waters allow fine sediments to accumulate. The tangle of their roots allows them to cope with the daily rise and fall of the tide, which means most mangroves get flooded at least twice a day. Some of them can grow more than a dozen meters and live for as long as 300 years. Tao Leping says their intricate root system makes these forests at sea important to biological diversity. Why 
Why have the mangrove trees drawn people's attention? First, many subtypes of the trees are on a fast track of going extinct across the world. Second, mangrove trees grow in clusters. It's not one single tree that grows alone. Not any kind of tree can create an ecological system, but the mangroves can. Within their habitat, a great wealth of species can coexist, such as birds, fish, and crabs, etc. On top of that, the mangrove forests play an important role in stabilizing the coastline, reducing erosion from storm surges, currents, waves, and tides. But the mangrove ecosystem takes a long time to emerge. Tao says that at least a decade is needed for some subtypes of mangroves to be fully grown, and rangers can do little to quicken their growth once they are planted. The only disadvantage of some subtypes of mangrove trees is that they grow too slowly. As the trees grow in intertidal zones, we can't apply fertilizers to them like we can for trees growing on land. Mangroves can only grow naturally, so it's not easy to grow them. You can do little to help them grow after the saplings are planted. It's mostly nature that will determine whether they can grow well or not. Tao says the city of Sanya has a wide variety of naturally grown mangrove trees, which gives rangers a great pool of choices in their planting efforts. There are some 80 subtypes of mangrove trees all over the world. In China, there are 30. Here in Hainan Province, over 30 subtypes can be found. In Guangdong and Guangxi, there are fewer. In the city of Shenzhen, only nine subtypes of mangrove trees can be found. By comparison, 26 indigenous subtypes of mangrove trees can be found in Sanya. The city of Sanya has a coastline of 209 kilometers. Its 2,500 hectare intertidal zones have provided an ideal habitat for the mangroves. Currently, there are four concentrated areas of mangrove trees in Sanya: the Sanya River, the Tielu Port, and two other locations. Three of them have been designated as city-level nature reserves. Now, armed with detailed knowledge about the mangroves, we'll visit one of the nature reserves in Sanya to get a closer look at them. But first, let's take a short break. Stay tuned. ChinaPlus.cri.cn is your home for everything you want to know about China. The latest news in China and everything China-related from around the world. Everything in focus, all in one place, bringing you vital information for your business and travel. Chinese culture, language learning, and more. ChinaPlus.cri.cn. ChinaPlus.cri.cn. Your portal into today's Middle Kingdom. From epic tales of mystery and magic to accounts of battle and empire, from the verses of the ancient poets to the masterpieces of our times, CRI brings to life China's literary heritage. Join us for a light on literature. You've been listening to Selfie. 
Now let's follow Wujia to take a tour of the Sanya River Mangrove Reserve. We are now taking a tour of the Sanya River to see mangrove trees close up on both banks of the southward river running through the city centre. As we travel along the waterway, lush mangrove thickets are eye-catching and shining after the sun comes out following a whole morning's downpour. The trees, like two huge green belts, stretch along the riverbanks against a backdrop of high-rise buildings in the city. Tao Lieping, head of the Sanya Wildlife Protection Center, says local people began to plant the trees along the river in the 1980s to prevent the erosion of the river banks. The Sanya River used to be much wider. Roads were built along the banks of the river over the years. Originally, caissons were put in place to stabilize the banks. Later, they were not allowed to be used. But the tidal water has eroded the river banks year by year. So people began to plant mangrove trees, which can stabilize the river banks. After decades of planting and development, the area covered by the trees along the river banks amounts to about 50 hectares, including both the naturally grown mangroves and those planted by people. Since 1992, the larger mangrove nature reserve along the river has been put under city-level protection, according to the Sanya Wildlife Protection Center. Tao Lieping takes pride in the fact that the reserve is in the city center, making it unique. Why is it attractive? because it is the only tropical mangrove reserve along a river running through any city center in the world. The forest has formed as a result of artificial planting years ago. After the government designated it a nature reserve, conflicts emerged between preserving the reserve and building urban public works. After an area is classified as a nature reserve, you are not allowed to carry out any construction work which might affect it. Though urban construction around the reserve is forbidden, the mangrove reserve still faces other kinds of threats, which requires daily attention from the rangers. Tao Lieping's subordinate Fu Reiqi says rangers are currently focusing their efforts on keeping the forests in a good shape. In recent years, the main work of protecting the Sanya River mangrove ecosystem was cleaning rubbish on the river. Only three kinds of boats can move in the river. They are our wildlife center's patrol boats, as well as cleaning boats and some tourist ships. All the sewage draining exits along the river have been closed. Only those discharging exits dealing with urban flooding are left. During our hour-long tour of the river, we have come across only two other boats. One for cleaning the river, the other with tourists. Such low level of human activity has left the river largely tranquil. Cutting into the motor sounds of our boat, some fish jump out of the water, making a cracking sound. Fu says fish and other aquatic lives have been rehabilitated thanks to their protection work and the mangrove trees. While our boat cruises, we are impressed by the sprawling foliage of the seemingly endless mangrove trees, 
except for one section where a noticeable gap catches our attention. Fu Ruiqi tells us this is where saplings were planted in 2015, and the saplings are yet to grow into tall trees. Besides planting trees at any gaps along the river, the deeply tanned forestry worker says he and his colleagues monitor the reserve daily. We patrol along different sections of the river every day. If we find people fishing, we'll drive them away. All kinds of fishing activities are forbidden in the reserve. We'll stop any kind of activity that damages the reserve. As we talk in our boat, Furichi and his colleague spot a person fishing in the muddy swamp. Fu and his colleague yell, stop fishing, go away. Fu tells us that despite sporadic fishing, there are almost no other damaging activities in the reserve. Generally, nobody wants to harm the reserve in the city center section of the Sanya River. So another focus of our work is to raise public awareness about protecting the trees. We have teamed up with volunteers to talk about the importance of the plants to school children. We do this at least once a month. But do the general public of Sanya really understand how important it is to protect these trees? To answer this question, we come to a riverside park just beside the reserve. In the park, shaded by high coconut and other trees, children are playing while adults wander or rest in the shade. 15-year-old Chen Yijie is playing table tennis with his father as we approach. Stopping for a break, the senior high school student tells us what he knows about the trees. It's red inside once you remove the bark. This kind of trees is good for the sea and the flood prevention. Though I'm not able to plant this kind of trees, if I see anyone harming them, I will stop him or her. Mangroves are called Hongshu in Chinese, which literally means red tree. The name has been adopted because red dye can be extracted from the trees. As we mingle and ask others in the crowd, a middle-aged woman sitting on the floor smiles to us. Identified only as Miss Wong, she tells us she has been working in the park as a member of the maintenance staff. From her close observation, Wong has seen a year-on-year -year improvement in the overall environment in the mangrove reserve and its nearby areas. In the past, some people might have come here to cut the trees. Also, litter could be found in the river and the woods. But in recent years, this reserve has been well protected. Now you seldom see litter here. The environmental protection awareness of our residents has improved. Here in this park, you can see egress in the morning. Right now, they are hiding in the woods as it's too hot. Since August 2017, the Sanya city government has stepped up its efforts to protect the overall natural environment after a central government environmental inspection tour. To create an even better habitat for the mangroves, local environmental protection officials say the estuary of the Sanya River will be desilted to allow a smoother exchange of fresh seawater in the river.
While the Sanya River Mangrove Reserve is well protected, the tropical trees have faced grave threats in some other parts of Sanya. It's only in the most recent years that the city has determined to reverse a destructive trend. In the last part of our story, we'll take a closer look at this. Now let's take another break. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. From Beijing. Roundtable. 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 Connecting China and the world. We bring you fun and timely discussions about what's affecting our lives everywhere, every day. Tune in to Roundtable, where the East meets the West, and understanding is the goal. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour brings you an hour of comprehensive news and information from both China, China, and the rest of the world. Rest of the world. A mix of news, sports, and entertainment. In-depth analysis of the day's big stories, as well as the most comprehensive business of the day. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour. Your very own window to China and the rest of the world. From epic tales of mystery and magic to accounts of battle and empire, from the verses of the ancient poets to the masterpieces of our times, CRI brings to life China's literary heritage. Join us for a light on literature. Studio Plus, a feast of news, culture, and views. All right, let's go. Tune in to meet some fascinating people, share their stories. China is one of the great creative countries. Old Beijing style, exclusively Chinese musicals. Studio Plus, something fresh. Then add in your mushrooms. Something fun. Something more. Studio Plus. Studio Plus. You've been listening to Selfie. Now Wu Jia takes us to the Tielu Port in Sanya to see how local people are restoring the mangrove habitats there. One hour's drive from the city center of Sanya, the Tielu Port is a huge, complex water system crisscrossed by various creeks and dotted with small islets. In total. The port area has a water surface of about 750 hectares, while its coastline amounts to more than 22 kilometers. Upon arrival, we spot a sharp contrast between this area and the well-preserved Sanya River Mangrove Reserve. Here, the Tielu Port looks like a construction site, with bulldozers destroying the banks of man-made ponds. From afar, the isolated plots of low mangroves and saplings are almost invisible. Fu Reiqi from the Sanya Wildlife Protection Center explains that the habitat of the trees had been damaged by commercial activities. The trees have strong vitality. They will grow naturally without artificial intervention after their seeds fall on a suitable growing area. But in recent years, the intertidal zone of the Tielu Port has had a lot of damage. As a result, their habitat was destroyed, and the trees become fewer and fewer. 
As early as 1999, a winding area of around 10 to 20 meters off the Tielu Port coastline was designated by the Sanya City authorities as a nature reserve. The reserve amounts to almost 300 hectares, more than a third of the total water surface of the Tielu Port. But local officials admit that for a period of time, the reserve had not been well managed. Local residents occupied much of the reserve and cut down the mangroves to cultivate commercial fish, shrimps, and crabs in the swamps. In total, such commercial aqua farms had occupied about half of the nature reserve. Work to restore the reserve has only been enhanced since 2017, after a central government environmental inspection team called local forestry officials' attention to the problem. Tao Lieping, head of the Sanya Wildlife Protection Center, says restoration of the nature reserve is well underway. There were aquaculture farms here. We have been working to restore the swamps by destroying the farms. With the banks of the aqua farms demolished, seawater will be able to flow into the swamps. The destruction of the aqua farms began in April 2018. Since then, local forestry officials have also improved their monitoring of the reserve. They have marked out the reserve with new fences and more obvious boundary markers. According to the Forestry Bureau of Sanya, the city government has earmarked an investment of about 19 million yuan for restoration. Meanwhile, the city is making plans to do the planting. The Forestry Academy of Sanya is conducting a survey into which areas are suitable for planting mangrove trees and which are not. We have to base our work on this survey and try to make a well-planned and well-managed mangrove nature reserve in the Tielu Port. Tao Liping adds that choosing where to plant a particular type of tree is a crucial step in finally restoring the reserve. You can't plant the mangrove saplings without due planning and care. The different salinity of the sea water and the level of the tidal water will determine which particular subtype of tree is suitable. You know, the saplings can't survive if immersed in the water for more than eight hours. At present, only 3.6 hectares of the port is covered with naturally grown mangrove trees. Ultimately, the stock of trees will be increased by some 20 times to 66.7 hectares, according to a local government plan. To implement the plan, forestry authorities have divided the tasks and contracted them out to private firms and individuals. 25-year-old Dong Baojun is one of the contractors commissioned to plant mangrove saplings at the port. I am responsible for more than 300 mu of swamp. Right now, we are still working to destroy the aquatic farms. Then we'll transplant mangrove saplings here. You know, the saplings have to grow in the tidal water. According to our contract, we have to finish destroying the farms and plant saplings within a year. Then we'll have to look after the trees we grow here for three years. Mu is the traditional Chinese measurement for size. 300 mu equals 20 hectares. Hectare after hectare, the planting of the saplings is expected to finally transform the Tielu Port into a mangrove paradise, like the Sanya River Reserve.
The work to preserve and expand the mangroves in Sanya is a tiny part of the overall tree planting work being carried out across China. According to government figures, the country planted about 7 million hectares of trees, an area nearly as large as Scotland, in 2018. The country's forestry workers have planned to add almost the same amount of forest coverage in 2019. Under a long-term afforestation plan, the country expects to increase its forest coverage rate from the current 23% to 26% within 15 years. This kind of effort has been recognized by a U.S. study using data from NASA satellites. Published in February 2019, the study by Boston University says China and India have been leading the increase in land greening on Earth over the past two decades. It confirms that the effect comes mostly from ambitious tree planting programs in China and intensive agriculture in both countries. With that, we conclude this edition of Selfie. We really hope you enjoyed it. For more, you can log on to our website, chinaplus.cri.cn. From our producer, Yin Xiu Qi, this is Tony Reed. Bye for now.